Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the solo RPG podcast where I, your host, player, and GM Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. We are currently on episode 16 of Iron Sworn Starforged, where we are following the story of Nikora Sokolov, the rough-and-tumble, well, scavenger, put it mildly, who perhaps is not as self-absorbed and pragmatic as may first appear, but might have a heart of gold, hard to say. So far, he has been both willing to defend himself against others and has even shown a little bit of courage and care when he went back to rescue Petra from the inside of the reactor back on the Space Station Prosperity. Before we jump on into it, as always, we'll do a quick recap of what's been going on with Nikora. And just as a heads up, it's been about two weeks or so, maybe three weeks even, since I was last able to record a podcast due to myself and my wife getting COVID. We're fully recovered, all back to normal. But if I forget a couple details or anything like that, just know that it has been a bit of time since I last played. So just as a brief recap of our story so far, Nikora was tasked by Creed, a enigmatic individual who lives on a planet we haven't seen yet called Tyr. And he was tasked to go to this space station called Prosperity and recover the data core from the computer located there. Whether Creed wanted to keep this information to himself or whether he did not know this computer that Nikora was supposed to recover ended up being one of the AIs who may or may not have played a part in the cataclysm which caused this remain of humanity to scatter from wherever the home world of humanity was out into the forge. While on board the space station Prosperity, Nikora met the, well she says that she's a miner who was mining down on Cicero, the ice planet that Prosperity was orbiting, or I guess in orbit around, and they would go down to the surface of Cicero, mine ice, bring it back up to the Prosperity for refining into potable water or other uses of water, which is then shipped out throughout the forge to some planets that maybe don't have access to water resources. Anyways, Nikora and Petra were able to recover this AI computer brain hybrid thing Bring it back aboard the Second Chance, just as the APTE, or the Spacers Guild representative named Journeyman Sterling, arrived at the Prosperity in order to discover what's going on. This sudden arrival of Journeyman Sterling and his very well-armed and armored cruiser caused Nikora to decide that it was worth the risk of a blind jump into the drift where Nikora had a flashback of his partner or perhaps a little bit more who he used to work with who is now gone missing called Zari Sheen. We also learned a little bit more about what food they eat while out in space from a company called VitaPro. It's all you need. However, our episode came to a close last session with Nikora getting awoken by uh, Chance, who is the second Chance's virtual intelligence, or VI, and being told that somebody was trying to access the box, which is the cargo container section of the second chance which is basically like a space trucker style ship from cowboy bebop if you've ever seen it 
I don't think that this is a new scene or anything like that, but let's just give a roll here on the beginner session move from Iron Sworn and see if there's anything exciting that happens. We got a 38. Seemingly unrelated situations are shown to be connected. So I think I've come up with an idea of what we can use that for. So without further ado, let's get into it. The episode starts with this flashing red light that Nikora has grown to absolutely hate on the bridge, which is what Chance uses to alert Nikora when something's going wrong. This flashing red light. As the camera pans up from it, we look back at the, the chair that Petra has functionally claimed for herself, which is now empty, however, leaned up against the windshield of the second chance is the picture that Petra had gone back into the uh, maintenance section in order to grab on their way out of the prosperity. And for the first time, we get a really good close-up of the two girls on this picture, who are identical twins. However, more of note now that we can really zoom in and see is that these two girls are incredibly elaborately dressed in fine clothes in front of this window that looks out over a city clearly from somewhere up in a high location somewhere where clearly you can tell just opulent endless opulence and specifically the clothing that these two girls are wearing matches a tapestry that's in the background of the of the shot the tapestry is green and yellow and the yellow portion of it is simply this intricately tied knot clearly petra and her sister belong to some noble family. However, as the camera pans back around from this image of Petra and her sister, we see Nakora with a panic looked on his face, completely ignoring the picture so she so he has no idea that Petra belongs to one of the noble families, but he quickly turns around and slides down the ladder on his way down to see what Petra is doing. Now per this move, since we did have that little Additional understanding of exactly who Petra is, we do get plus one momentum, bringing our momentum up to five. So Nakora slides down the ladder into the mess area, which goes whizzing by as he continues his descent down into the bottom floor of the cab of this space trucking ship that he has. And what does he see? Has Petra been able to gain access into the box? I think it's very likely. 49, so yes. So as Nakor reaches the bottom of the ladder, he lets go quickly and looks up and this door leading into the box is open and he sees Petra down in the box. I don't think the box is necessarily like all that big. It's definitely bigger than like a conics, like what you would see on the back of a train or on a ship in our modern world, because it's got to be big enough to house all of the salvage and the, the skiff that Nikora has. So I'm thinking it's probably two stories tall and like 30 meters, maybe 40 meters deep. It doesn't need to be exactly planned out, but it's not a very large space. It is very dimly lit, but through this open door of the box, Nikora sees Petra standing in front of Subject Alpha, who is currently powered down, unconnected from the ship, and is just this brain floating in this jar and she's just standing in front of it staring at it what is she doing for that let's go to une and just see what she's doing down here so what is her motivation 91 attend 60 
justice, attend justice. So we've already established that Petra's from one of the noble families. Is it possible that they have been wronged or run by an AI or something like that? And attend justice. Does she want to capture this thing and bring it to justice or destroy it? Either one would work. I'm not entirely sure. Let's see here. Does she want to destroy the AI? 94 is an extreme no. So perhaps she's not convinced that it needs to be destroyed, but she certainly is guarded against it and doesn't trust it and wants to bring it to justice. So she wants to bring this AI back to justice. Perhaps there's a precedent established in the deep past that the noble houses know of these atrocities and the uh, cataclysm that was perpetrated by these AIs and it's time for them to be just like go to justice. She does not want to destroy it. So as Nikora comes down, how does she feel? Is she willing to talk to him, respond to him? Like what is her bearing initially upon hearing Nikora clamber down the ladder? I think that she is definitely distrustful right now and feeling cautious about the situation so nakora does he have his gun i think it's pretty rare that he puts it down he was just sleeping so i think it's somewhat likely that he has his gun 27 yes nakora has his gun so his hand on his gun nakora walks into the box and petra just kind of looks over her shoulder at him it's like petra what are you doing down here i know i didn't forbid you from coming into this area but why are you down here and why are you staring at Subject Alpha? Petra turns around fully looking at Nakora. Is she armed? Boy, I don't know. I think it is 50-50 chance that she's armed with like a firearm. 39, yes. So she has, I think it's in her hand. Is it something fancy or is it just like a basic weapon? Is it a basic weapon? 50-50. No. So it's something fancy. Is it like a laser gun? Like, does it shoot lasers instead of solid projectiles? 50-50. 91 is extreme no. So it's not a laser gun, and it's something fancy. What is this thing exactly? Guess we can give it a try on the descriptor table. 40 is fiery. Oh, perhaps it's not even a gun. Perhaps it's a um, explosive, like a mine. She has this this mine in her hand and a detonator in the other hand. That's cool. We're going with that. So I think that she was just about to attach this mine to the side of Subject Alpha and Nikora has his hand on his gun and he comes in. How does she respond? Let's find out. Kind of put us in a bad situation here, but let's see what her initial response is. We got a 98, so she's going to be extremely hostile to Nikora. So she has this mine in her hand and holding it up where he can see it with the detonator in her other hand. She says, Nikora, I appreciate everything you've done for me so far, but I don't think you quite understand how dangerous this thing is, how it needs to be contained. It needs to be controlled. Nikora looks back at Petra. Okay, we can talk about this. We don't need to do anything crazy. Is that an explosive in your hand? She glances down at it. Mining charge. More than enough. Put a hole in the ship and space us both. I need to do what I need to do, Nakora. And not you or that fucking machine are going to stop me. Taking his hand off his gun and kind of putting his hands up in the air a little bit. 
okay, that's fine. Don't put a hole in my ship. Let's just talk about this, okay? Can Nikora talk down Petra? I think this is definitely going to be a compel move. And he's functionally trying to pacify her so they can have a nice little conversation here. When you attempt to persuade someone or make an offer, envision your approach. So we're rolling plus heart, which is a one. We rolled a four. Plus one is five. And double twos on our challenge dice. Strong hit with doubles. Fantastic. So on a strong hit, they'll do what you want or agree to your conditions plus one momentum. Bringing our momentum up to a very nice plus six. Nikora looks over at Petra. Look, you can trust me. I know what these machines did to our people. I know how dangerous this thing is. Look, I haven't even connected it to the ship. It's completely air-gapped from the rest of the system. You don't need to use that thing in your hand and kill all of us. Let's talk about this. Let's figure out a solution together. Petra looks up at Nikora with not fear, but resignment. I don't think that's a word, but we're going for it. She looks resigned, kind of deflates a little bit. Nikora, this thing is the whole reason why I worked for two years as a miner on that station. This thing is the reason why I was there, to find it and bring it back so it can get the justice it deserved on behalf of all of humanity. Failing that, I will see it destroyed. I think that her conviction definitely catches Nakora off guard a little bit. She turns back around looking at the AI. Okay, Nakora, I trust you. However, this thing needs to remain separate. No communication in or out. It cannot be allowed to broadcast anything out of the ship. It needs to remain separate from the rest of your systems. If it gets a connection in there, who knows what it'll do. And... I need you to swear to me, Nakora, that we will bring this thing to justice. We will bring it back to my family. Discover whether or not it was one of the AI during the cataclysm and ensure it gets the justice it rightfully deserves. Now, this sets us in just a little bit of an awkward position. Nakora has sworn a vow to return this thing to Creed. No one knows who Creed is, what he wants. However... Creed did specify he just wants the data core, the memory core of this unit, not the actual AI itself. So perhaps these are doable vows simultaneously. Now, we rolled doubles, and this was definitely a test of our relationship with Petra. So I think that the doubles allowed us to not only get her to stand down and not attach a bomb to the side of this thing, but really makes her feel conflicted about whether or not Nakora is a guy that can really be trusted. So we roll plus heart. Let's see what happens. Once again, it's a plus one for us. Oh my God, these rolls are incredible. So we rolled four fours and with the plus one from heart, that is another strong hit. So on a strong hit, develop your relationship. When you reinforce your relationship with a connection, this case, I think it's overcoming a test of your relationship. Mark progress per the rank of the uh, connection. Petra for us is a dangerous ranking. So we get two more boxes full, bringing us up to six on that tracker with Petra. Not quite enough for me to be comfortable rolling the forge a bond move yet, but we're getting there. Still standing in front of this AI unit inside of the uh, box aboard the second chance. Petra flicks a switch on the side of this mining charge that she has in her hand and the green glow that was coming from it fades. 
I mean it, Nakora. I insist that this thing stands trial for what its perceived crimes might be. These things are dangerous, manipulative, and an absolute threat to the existence of all of humanity. Swear to me, Nakora. Swear to me that we will see this through. Nakora reaches inside of his satchel, which I think he basically always has on him, part of the the holster where he keeps uh, stubs his little pistol grip shotgun, reaches into the satchel and pulls out this black box with a silver clip on the front that he flicks open and the box opens and revealing this crystalline orb around this this chunk of black obsidian-like material we've seen before. Nikora looks up at Petra. I assume you know what this is. She squints her eyes a little bit to look at it and they go wide. You have a piece of the Exodus? He nods back at her. Nakora, I had no idea you were one of the Iron Sworn. Swear upon your iron, and I will believe you. We will figure this out together. Kor takes his other hand, puts it on top of this crystalline structure, and swears an iron vow to Petra. So when you swear upon iron to complete a quest, write your vow and give it a ring. Our vow to Petra is that we will return Subject Alpha back to her family, intact to await a trial there. When you swear an iron vow to complete a quest, write your vow and give it a rank. I think this is going to be a formidable challenge, which means it's going to be even more difficult than our original challenge to retrieve the AI memory core. So, write your vow, give it a rank, roll plus heart. Since she is a connection, we'll add plus one to this roll. We rolled a miss. On a miss, you must overcome a significant obstacle before you begin your quest. Envision what stands in your way. Let's go ahead and roll on our subject action table and see what it has to say. 36, destroy, 80, solution. The solution has been destroyed. Oh, we already kind of talked about how Nakora damaged subject alpha a little bit or they both did when they were trying to remove the ai from the prosperity i think it's not so easy now to get this you just can't plug it back in and it's going to work they need to come up with some kind of solution in order to fix subject alpha to even start this quest swearing this vow to petra has made her even closer to nakora and i think we're going to fill in another box of developing our relationship with petra which will bring us up to eight And I feel like it's time to forge a bond. When your relationship with a connection is ready to evolve, roll the challenge dice and compare to your progress. We rolled a 7 and a 5. We had 8 boxes ticked in. Strong hit. When you're uh, on a strong hit, you now share a bond. Mark a reward on your bond's legacy track per the connection's rank. She was dangerous, so we get two ticks. Then choose one. We either bolster their influence, which gives us a plus two instead of plus one, or expand their influence, give them a second roll. We're going to give them a second roll because now we know that Petra was a noble. At least metagame, we know. Nikora is not aware of this necessarily. So whenever they aid us with something involving being a noble, we'll get plus one and plus one momentum whenever she's involved. So that does complete... Forging a uh, bond there with Petra. So now that we have a bond with Petra, if we do something more to develop our relationship, we'll get a chance to possibly earn more ticks on our legacy track. As this little confrontation down in the box comes to a conclusion, chance comes over the intercom. Sir, ma'am, 
It appears as though the Elodian drive is fully charged and is now ready for activation. Looking back at each other, Nikora and Petra, this new bond forged between them, scale back up the ladder, up into the cockpit, where this massive desert planet is slowly fading onto into the nighttime side. They pull the second chance around, get out to where the jump point is for entering into the drift. I think first thing we need to do is find some way to repair Subject Alpha. I think that is the obvious next thing we need to do. Beyond that, we're not looking very healthy, and we are running out of supplies, so we need to do something in order to resupply. We need to reach some sort of anchorage in order to resupply or something like that, so we are going to undertake an expedition. When you trailblaze a route through perilous space, journey over hazardous terrain, or survey a mysterious site, give an expedition a name and a rank. I've just named it Reach an Anchorage, but we could fulfill it in other ways too. At this point, we are definitely trying to move at speed. I think this is going to be a troublesome expedition. I don't think this is going to be a big, tough undertaking. So rank it as troublesome, and let's make our first roll. We are moving at speed, so plus edge, which for us, two. Seven and three on the challenge dice, and a five on our action dice gives us a weak hit. So on a weak hit, we do reach our waypoint, but we either suffer a cost and route or face a peril at the waypoint. So we do get a mark three ticks on our progress tracker here, or three boxes rather. We are in the Outlands, so let's see what kind of thing we encounter here. 97. Roll twice. 22. 77. So we have a planet and a fiery energy storm. So first off, we need to know what kind of planet this is. 19 is a furnace world. So as the second chance drops out of the drift, the scene out in front of them is of this chaotic kind of all-encompassing, all-enveloping, swirling energy around this blood-red planet. Nakora has never seen anything like this before, and these swirling clouds of chaotic energy and crackling lightning and things just don't feel right things feel off something's very wrong here what the hell is that petra nikora says as they look at the scene out in front of them swirl of bluish lightning crackles out from this energy cloud around the planet i don't know nikora i've never seen anything like this only heard of rumors and myths and tales and fables passed down through the generations in my family. I don't have any experience with anything like this. As they're looking out at this swirling mass of energy around the planet, chance comes over the intercom. Sir, I have some news for you. It appears as though the Lodian drive is no longer charging. Nakora sighs. What do you mean chance? Did it break? No, sir. It appears to be simply not receiving a charge. However, I can report that our batteries are barely maintaining a charge from the engine themselves, as though something is sucking the energy directly off the ship. Cora kind of puts his head in his hand. It's never easy, is it? I bet it has something to do with that storm down there. It's draining the energy from the ship, and the Elodian drive just takes so much energy. Patrick turns around and looks back at him. What does that mean, Nakora? Are we stuck here? Can we not leave? Nakora looks down at Petra and nods slowly. Whatever's going on here, 
I suspect we're going to have to go down to that planet and figure it out ourselves. And with that, the episode comes to a close with this blue, chaotic, swirling energy crackling with lightning around this blood-red planet. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. It really means a lot to me that people are still tuning in every week or so when I release a new episode and that the feedback I've received from everyone has been very positive. It means a lot to me. Hopefully, now that I'm fully recovered from having COVID, we'll be able to release more episodes. I was just kind of working through the backlog of episodes I had saved up, and with those all the way worked through, I need to keep recording new episodes in order to keep up with my schedule of trying to release at least one a week, although two would be ideal. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode of One Guy, One Roll as we're playing through Iron Sworn Starforged. I really enjoy the system, Iron Sworn, especially uh, this is the, actually the first time I've played using uh, the Starforge rules in the sci-fi universe, and I think it only brings more to the whole system of playing solo games than even Iron Sworn itself, which is a gold standard in and of its own. Either way, if you're into low fantasy or sci-fi, either system works fantastic for its intended purpose. Now, if you wish to provide some financial support for the show, as I've mentioned after every episode, do have a Patreon that's in a rudimentary state right now. Planning on expanding that and adding more content as I'm able to produce it and as, well, hopefully there's some interest shown in it eventually. If you're interested in throwing a couple bucks my way, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash one guy, one roll and give it a look over. Anyways, as always, I've been your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.